Welcome to the Empower Hour. We bring power to the people because the people have the power. This squad's going to entertain, enlighten, and empower y'all. I'm Queen Kaya, joined by Pharaoh Hammond Freeman and Gina the Great. But before we do anything else, like always, we're going to bless this show and our kings and queens listening. Yes, blessed, melanated, rising, my people. I hope you're having an exceptional morning. I am so grateful to life. I'm so grateful to God, our creator, and I'm grateful to the ancestors for being present here with us and just for giving us this opportunity to have this amazing show. And I ask that our listeners be blessed this morning. I ask that our listeners be in a spirit of love, light, unity, and strength. And let everybody be entertained today. Let everybody be educated today. And most importantly, let everybody be empowered today. Hotep, amen, and Ashe. Ashe. Yeah, it felt right. It felt right. It felt right. So, everybody, so uh, we'll start. Queen Quiet, how was your week? Man, this is a trialing week for me. Mm, I am dead tired. Mm-hmm. It is not a game right now. Put myself through the test. I know I told y'all last week that I started working out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. Besides working out, it doesn't feel like I can do very much anything else. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to tell you, working out do me like a full-time job. Worse than I think because I haven't done it in so long. I'm going to tell you something. It taught me something different about myself. That sometimes even when I don't want something, I, I, I have programmed my mind like, nah, I ain't doing this. My body wants it. Mm. So I canceled my sister who was coming to train um, coming to train me a couple of days in a row like, nah, nah, don't come. But she don't listen. She still comes. She show up and ring the doorbell. Anyways, I'd be like. Good. Why she just won't stay home? God. Mm-hmm. But she would she come and ring the doorbell, but I'm gonna tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. I would be up before she even rang the doorbell. I'd just be laying there hoping that she don't ring it. <laughs> but I swear, my body is like, nah, get up. You want this. So I started to listen to my body a little bit more, and I feel like that's my message for the week. Listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the mind is strong, but the body is stronger, I could tell you. They say the mind is stronger, but I could tell you the body is stronger. The the body knows what it wants and what it needs, and it's going to force you to do that. It's going to force you in that, that, that direction. Mm. Don't trick yourself into thinking, no, this is not what I'm going to do, or this is not what I need. Just do it. Get up, make it happen, and you'll thank yourself for it later. But... Don't get tricked by the thoughts that come into your head. They're not real. <laughs> the devil don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to be outside in pum pum shorts in the summertime. Make sure you just get the workout <laughs> and do it. Do it anyways. And that's my message for the week. So that, mm-hmm. that's my that's my piece. Kaya getting ready for the crop top summers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so how about you, how about you, Gigi? How was your week? My week was was pretty busy. Um, Fitbit told me that I was like averaging about five and a half hours of sleep. What's Fitbit? Oh. Fitbit, it's you don't know why. Why I don't know what Fitbit is. You're looking at me like, come on, no, I don't know. So Fitbit is a watch-like device that monitors your heart rate and monitors when you sleep and your exercise, and it'll tell you all that. It's like it's a heart rate monitor and else, if you will. Okay, cool. So it does rate when I'm sleeping and how much of that time where I from when I close my eyes and I open it that I wake up during the night and all these different things. And so it compiles that to where sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I went to bed at midnight. I woke up at eight. That's eight hours. like well actually Mm -hmm. you were up for like 10 minutes here this and a third you know times when you wake up at night you don't realize you're up 
right. Well, and then so it shows how restful your sleep was. Mm. And so I had pretty restless sleep, sleep this week. Mm-hmm. So by Friday, you want to talk about the, your body <laughs> making choices for you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, because at five twenty-eight, when it said shut down, right. and like it shut down for like a solid two, two and a half hours, I, I couldn't even I couldn't even tell what my life was was happening in my life when I woke up, and I still went back to bed at like eleven. <laughs> wow, see, <laughs> so I was I was tired. Okay, mm-hmm. I was tired on Friday, mm-hmm. but uh, so that that's what that is, and I'm, and I'm gonna do better this week. That is that is my promise to me mm-hmm. that I'm gonna do better this week and try to like remove the devices and stop that and just kind of go to sleep, you know. Mm. Um, but I did do a little memory lane this week too. Mm-hmm. I watched a couple of my dad's fights. Uh, so my sister came across one of his fights and stuff like that. She sent that in our in our sibling group, and like that, we just went and like watched <laughs> some of his fights. And ninety his a ninety two a ninety two fight and ninety four fight. And this is when he was still doing kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so she she was playing it on her TV and she started recording my niece watching the TV, right. who obviously was not alive when uh, one my dad looked like that. <laughs> and two, she still was able to identify him because then she's recording her. She's just like, yeah. Yeah, Papa, you could do it, Papa. Right. Like, yeah, Papa. And for those who don't know, you can Google Jersey Long. Um, that's Gina's daddy. Yeah, yeah. amen. <laughs> and and so my nephew is kind of just like, wait, who's Papa? And she'd go to, and she went to the to the, the TV, and she's like, this Papa right here, Papa. Wow. Like, okay, he knew. I mean, mm-hmm. the other guy was white, right. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, no one told her that was Papa fighting, and mm-hmm. she and recognized she him. Right. Yeah. And, and you know like, what you guys did? You guys just unlocked a new core memory for this for child. Yeah. Yes, exactly. She's going to definitely. Oh, no, be but like, like her whoa. thing, too, though, like, and I don't even know how this happened. Like, everybody could be like this. She didn't say any of the aunties' names for the longest while. Mm-hmm. And because she knew we had a bet on who, who she say first. So she just used to watch us and blink in our face. <laughs> and everybody else is just like, oh, hi. She used to say, hi, hi uncle. But when you're just like, for, for Papa, I was like, hi, Papa. <laughs> Ah, I was like, oh no, yeah, she a granddaddy dog. Yeah, yeah oh, that's a special oh pizzazz high. Like, everyone's like, hi, auntie, hi, hi, papa. Yeah. <laughs> How come he gets. <laughs> you can see the fireworks and everything. Papa. That exercise. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the other thing that's in line with our our theme today, well, part partially in line with it, but um, y'all know I'm working on that solar plexus and and the root and yes. the solar plexus is the yellow the chakra, do, the, the chakra that, that has you do. Yeah. Well, I started my will and testament this week. Okay, your Whoa. will and your testament. Whoa. My will and testament. Are we which, talking? Uh, you know, Caribbean people don't do this. They say no. you is calling bad things on your life. No, that's no, the department. No, We're gonna address exactly. it today. And then, and then when you pass, all your things are not going to your children who as they should be and all. Yeah. And government getting all you think that's what Trust. see mm-hmm. don't get me started mm-hmm. no, yeah no, we'll talk go, about we'll, it we'll go talk about it, it. We'll, 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 I'm, I'm, listen i'm about to get insurance on everybody <laughs> in the family so don't even start go ahead i'm, I'm with you <laughs> so i started that. i have to review it and then and submit that in and then starting that and like uh getting my accountant going um i was also told to kind of like look for other mortgages and stuff like mm-hmm. i'm in the place of the do nice. and it's it's all about aligning the finances so. are you working with an advisor uh, in what sense? Like to to help you with your will and to help you with the. Oh yeah, yeah, no. So I have a notary. Okay, good. yeah, I have a notary, right. and he's and he's also going to help me with my properties and stuff All like right, that. Perfect. Like, like I'm I'm it's good. It's about to be. All right, it's about perfect. To be good. How was I, your week, Pharaoh? Yo, it was awesome. I was hoping you're going to tell us about your boyfriend that you have now. I Son. I kind of was just. Ah, I was just hey. waiting. Ah, I was like. Oh. I was like, no updates. Okay, that's all I was waiting for. I was reading through the notes. I, I want like, the juice. I, 
I wanted juice too. Give me the juice. Like, Why am I telling this before? I would have started picking from a long time. Yo, Where is it? Come, come, tell the juice. She brought it last well, week. She said, I don't wow. have a boyfriend. Said, I went on a date. Okay. It was a great one. She said it was a great Ooh. date. I said it was a good date. I was yes. expecting more. That's what I'm saying. I, I we just, have another one scheduled. Okay, good. Uh huh. It's not yet. Okay. All right. Just keep it So posted. maybe next week I'll give you guys a little update. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to put it in my run sheet for next week. All right. Good. So basically, on my side, guys, just quick. Um, so one, I'm catching up. I'm realizing that although I'm the perfect image of health, which I'll let that sink <laughs> in for what? everybody. What happened? What happened, Gina? Yeah, so anyway, so I, I am the perfect image of health. But every, lately, I've been getting these aches and pains, right? So last week, I told you guys I went to Reiki. Mm-hmm. I figured, let me just get my chakras in line to make sure mm-hmm. things are flowing right. So this week, my son and I went for a massage. Shout out Tony from uh, uh, yes. Restore. You know, so we went and we had massages. And it's, first of all, I just find it a little cool that, you know, I bring my son for a massage. He's 14. When I was 14, my parents were not bringing for no massage. Ma- mm-hmm. <laughs> massage? You can lay in your bed. <laughs> Yo, trust. Yeah. I lay on the floor. Today. Like, shoot. Trust. Anyways, go shovel and exercise. That's what, that's what, our, that's what our, our gifts were. But anyways. Oh, wow. So that was cool. I, I just like to see the evolution of life, you know. So we both had our massages and stuff like that. And then um, after this, now... <laughs> crazy snowstorm going on this was what sunday uh, saturday crazy snowstorm outside we go out of our way because we're like yo we, we're hungry before we go home we want to just get a quick snack we're trying to get to tim hortons now i know regulations are changing right and they're saying that you know vax pass all these things but you get to tim hortons there's a sticker on the door that says passes required here to sydney yes the vax pass has not been has not been removed until i believe it's march 15th. something like that or and we march. both looked at each other we're like we're not supporting this store and it took us like 10 minutes to get there right he threw the snow all kind of thing and we get there we're like nah we're not going in here i love like, that you know what i mean we're like, i like, love that back to the car and i had an orange and a plum we're like this is what we're eating. that's right <laughs> this is what we and we felt good about it make you feel empowered you right know, it did Thank you very mm. much. And that's, and the thing is, I know they're talking about everything opening back up, but people, I really feel it's our civil duty to not go back into these stores. That's right. Because they were, they were blanking us. They felt no way of leaving us outside. Costco, the SAQ, everybody was good and content with locking the doors. They were high key, like the whole mm-hmm. Costco and Walmart stuff. That, that, well, because the stores were saying, they're just like, that's okay. We'll just block parts of our stores mm-hmm. and now we no longer fall into that. I mean, some stores could, some couldn't, right? right? Yeah. Uh, but that what lasted, what, two weeks? Yeah. Three weeks? Because uh, that's already that's already lifted. Yo, already they, lifted. It, they need to feel it longer, in my opinion. I'm, I'm just saying. So now I know we're, we're we're talking money today. We're going to be going into it. So I'll, I'll save my rants and stuff. But people, I'm telling you right now, be mindful. The places that w- wasn't allowing you in before, don't go into them now. All right. I'm just saying, do not support them. Do segregate your dollar. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And this is Thank what time you. it is because this is how we take control of the of the workings of the land. Thank this you. is this is how we put ourselves back into control again. Again. And now, the truckers I, didn't go out there for nothing, so mm-hmm. we need to know that we gotta uphold this and 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 understand what this means when they say you are not invited. Mm-hmm. When they open the doors back up, we want to say we don't we don't want to be invited. <laughs> Thank you. I am going to give a different voice on that, please. You know, just because uh, I want to be respectful for those who have had the struggle of being closed forever long and and trying to get um, whatever business they could while they could to make ends meet. And so I don't want to take away from the restaurants that had been struggling not to mention the ones that had to close during this time and they had to just comply because they couldn't afford otherwise so i'm just bringing that aspect of of it and so i still want to support so like i mean 
Walmart is not missing my money. There's mm. there's large stores that that have not been hurt throughout this pandemic. There are smaller mom and pop shops that have been, and that I'm not that ready to be like. I'm not coming. Tim Hortons is not one of them either. But like, I'm just saying, if I'm gonna throw that out there, restaurants. Um, I totally hear what you're saying. And the, the restaurants that chose to close their dining rooms altogether because they didn't want to segregate, yes, there will get my dollars. But the ones that are like, sorry, yes. there's nothing I can do. I have to serve these people and leave you out. I'm yes. sorry, bro. There's nothing I, I can do either, bro. I'm going to keep my money in Everyone my has yes. choices. And you have your choices. I, I actually right. did um, an IGTV this week. I posted it on my on my Instagram. For, so for those of y'all who are listening and know my Instagram, go and check this this um, live out that I did. Strong firm bottom. Someone actually said that some of these places were actually forced because of some of the the paperwork mm. that they have on their locations. This is right. why some place was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the only way we could stay open. Right. Some people didn't have those restrictions. Yeah, they could okay. do it a certain way. Okay, but depending on how much square footage or whatever the case, legally, some mm-hmm. of them had no other choice. Right. And that is what made more sense to me and I had someone had to have to make sense of, of it for me. Mm-hmm. If they were legally pressured into doing it and felt like their business would fail if that's what it's about, okay, that's fine. But I know there's a lot of places that were very gung-ho, like, yeah, we down with it. Yep. So right. what, too bad? And those are the places that we're really yes. talking about. Let's so not to, not to be confused. I like that. Yes, thank you. So, you know, and, and my plan, actually, I even spoke to one of the queens in the network. Our plan is to go through our entire directory and now. get a better idea of who's who. Now. Um, and, not, and, and not in a negative way, just to understand who's who, just so we know how to properly position you guys. So we could properly send people to the right places, you know, and that, that's just basically what it is. I love that, King. I love that. That's proactive. smart. I, be- I, be- I believe in that. So I know where I should better invest my time and my, and my love straight like Thank that. Thank you very much. So, so guys, so now um, I have all kind of awesome black misfit updates for you guys. But we'll talk about that later in the show. We are talking money today, guys. So as you guys know, this is what week four, four five now in uh, in our tough talk series. And today we are talking finance. So we did all right. We we started from the top. We did communication. Then we did relationships. Yep. Then we did health. Yep. Now we're doing finance. Finance. And next week we're talking youth, and I'm super excited for that episode next week guys but so but this one is a big one because as you guys know the whole purpose of the OFC is pooling the community together so that we can economically empower ourselves and our future generation guys money is a big deal especially in our community we have all kind of different things different views that like we spoke lightly um, a little bit this morning in terms of insurance and you know we're, we're just failing in certain things we have an amazing guest that's going to be with us is the one and only Alvina Ryan um, so I'm really looking forward to having her on the show guys so but before we dive into the tough talk let's take a quick break and then we'll dive in. Let's take a quick positive cause. Just a shout out to our homegirls, Kemba and Andrea from Keen Real Estate Group. Whenever you're thinking real estate, whenever you're thinking investments, whenever you're thinking about planning for the long term, think Keen Real Estate Group. They're generating wealth for generations. KeenGroup.ca. If your goal is to purchase a car and to make the process as simple as possible, just get a car broker, guys. You just get a car broker. Big shout out to our homeboy, Hamsdale Jacques, the owner of HJCoutierAuto.com. That's H-J-C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R-A-U-T-O.com. If you're a small to medium-sized business and you're getting started and you're ready to go to the next level, what do you need? You need a phone line and you need a website. Think Mainstream Digicom. They got all your telecommunication needs checked. MainstreamDigicom.com. You're trying to get out on the web. You're trying to understand how to navigate through ads 
Check out Java Logics for all your marketing, your digital marketing. Where would we be without Preston? I don't even know. Check out Java Logics. I give thanks to Preston for what he's done for the OFC. The amount of positive reviews we've gotten from all his referrals, we're proud to stand behind his work. Check out javalogics.com. No, it's not just because he's my brother. It's because you can't talk hip-hop in Montreal without saying M-City Solo. Guys, check out his latest project, In My Feels, available on mcitysolo.com. If it's not one of the, the hardest new EPs to hit Montreal, come and let me know. You already know. It's your boy, Farrell, big enough, mcitysolo.com. Keeping the culture alive. I gotta give thanks to West Can Folk Performing Company. For the last 40 years plus, they've been promoting our culture through song, drum, and dance, educating youth, the children, the seniors. Just check them out. Westcanfolk.com. Girl, what are you cooking? My curry chicken. Ooh, you're burning it. Oh, gosh, it looks so... <laughs> It's okay, girl. You need the Curry House. They have the best Caribbean food in town. Two locations in Montreal, West Island and Cotonège. For more information, follow Caribbean Curry House MTL. Don't forget to mention the Empower Hour for your 10% discount. So, who placed in the order? Me. <laughs> DeVito, WizKid, Burner Boy. Those are just some of the big names that's blessed Montreal thanks to Afrobeats Montreal. Definitely check out Afrobeats MTL for all concerts, show listings, everything that has to do with Afrobeats in the city. Check out Afrobeats MTL. One full circle. We are the Melanated Community Resource Hub and Network. What does that mean? We're here for each other. Parlay with the people. 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 Parlay with the people, y'all. So first of all, I'm I'm dressed like a million bucks because we're talking money today. I decided to wear blazer into the studio. You know, just just how I tell us who you're wearing, Mister Mister Million Dollars. You know, I'm just I don't know what brand I'm wearing, man. I just picked up more stuff, but it's a um, you know, nice blue blazer, nice button up. Say say what you're really supposed to say. My wife dressed me. Yeah, right. She looked at me. My wife bought my wife bought this outfit and put this on me. She put it on the bed. You gonna say I don't know who I'm wearing? You guys, that's why. You see, you guys, you can't play no. You're wearing shishiata. You better stop playing games. Out here, you better give this queen some credit. Stop it. No. Well, actually, did she give me this button up? Anyways, that's not the point, guys. Let's just stay focused here. So I'm just saying we're talking money. (laughs) So everybody has their perspective when it comes to money. So I just um, recently was digging up some old files. And it's funny because I came across one of the first OFC documents that I wrote 10 years ago, guys. In this document... Mm The the economic aspect was very predominant. It was important that as a community we come together. But guys, I had a perspective in there that I want to share with you guys today. And it was bartering. 
bartering was a key thing. And I forgot. Like, it's only as I'm reading this document, I was like, yo, where was my mind 10 years ago? No, but you hmm. say you forgot, but I feel like oh, as long as I've known you, yeah. bartering is, is has been synonymous with your way of living, though. Yo, but because I think it's the most sustainable way, and that's what we're going to talk about today. You guys don't mm. get that word today. Shout out Tammy T. So, because the whole philosophy behind this thing was that we don't control the currency, right? And we still don't. So tomorrow they decide, yo, your dollar's worth doo-doo, which is what we're about, we're coming to see right now. And the new currency is shoes. Okay, cool. So this is going to be the new currency. We have no control over it. Now they, they could decide tomorrow currency is your firstborn. That's just what it is. You want to leave, you're going to have to trade those in. I'm just saying anything is possible. I'm just saying. So my whole philosophy back then was that people, if we're able to establish a relationship with each other, where we know each other and we could trust each other, we could get to a point where we could actually Harder things. Mm -hmm. Now, by doing that, it cuts out the middleman completely. And we're able to sustain life. And so in the document, I had said, we are, yes, we are economically focused and we understand the value of money, right? So we're not to say, yo, we don't want money. We're not, no, no, we we understand money. We plan on still making money, but we're going to use it as a second means Mm -hmm. of currency Mm -hmm. because amongst us, we're going to focus on bartering. Mm. So I want, what what are your guys' thoughts on that? Mm, I love that. Actually, that is genius. That's genius. And the truth is, is that it reminds me of something. I ain't going to say what group of people I think did this, but it's a group of people out there who's very, very successful. And we know this is how they actually get by. This is how they live. They don't. That's how they make their dollar recycle four or five times before it leave their house. Thank you. That's how. Mm-hmm. Because this person over here got the canned goods I want and she, I got the such and such that they want. And we be switching and that keep the dollar inside the household. Thank you. So that allows the dollar to grow more value. So. Yeah. See, and this is something else I even realized that even. Oh, he asked us, what did we oh, think? Oh, then... oh, it was only Kaya I let talk. Sorry, Gina. Go, oh, oh, sorry. I got hyped. Kaya says something. I got excited. Go, 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 go. Hi, welcome to the show, Gina the Great. Uh, <laughs> um, so, jeez, <sighs> all this God. abuse. I was going to say that the, the dog that came in removed that bartering system, and that bartering system allowed everyone to have a purpose. We're all going to come together as a community. You're going to grow the carrots. You're going to grow the potatoes. You're going to go do things so we can mm-hmm. all eat. Yep. So I think that's part. Bartering is part of having a strong community mm-hmm. and allowing to survive as a unit. And then when you do that, because no one's trying to up anyone else and we're all all of our basic needs are being met, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you're no longer killing people for money. Thank you. Building, creating wars for oil, all these different things and such. So, so you know, anyway, we could, because we have an amazing guest that's going to dive in, and I'm pretty sure she's not talking about anything i just dropped i had that's why i had to start it up because i know i was coming with the most left concept uh, i come with you guys you guys know i'm going to come with it i just want to plant these seeds and again we're we're about to go into apocalypse guys we understand it's happening everybody sees it we're preparing ourselves for 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 we don't know what's coming but we're under some kind of weird rule and dictatorship tomorrow might be world war whatever they might have armies in the street we might not be able to make money they might shut down the digital currency that they're make us dependent on now i'm just saying people i want us to live i want us to live I want us to thrive and by in my opinion for us to do that we have to get together as people create solid bonds and see a value in exchange exchanging our goods right but while we're here mm-hmm. we have actual money yes that, that we need to survive facts facts you know i'm just saying I, and last thing before i just hand it over to kaya to give your perspective on it i realize a lot of the people that i do know who do have a lot of money amongst themselves like you like you're saying they will exchange i mean i think i even see it in hollywood where they they all just jump on each other's songs they're not charging each other to get on each other's songs they're just jumping on each other's songs because they have the platforms to do it mm-hmm. and they're eating off of it right so they're not saying oh, but for us if we approach them like yo can you get on my track yes 100 grand if you want me on your track that's just mm-hmm. what it is because you're not part of that circle 
So that's what it is. No pun intended. Full circle. OFC all day. Okay, go ahead, Carrie. Shameless. I love that. No, shameless plugs. I got well, it. Well, actually, I'm gonna tell y'all. So, I am terrible with money. I am terrible with money. I spend my money like I'm gonna die tomorrow. <laughs> I, I. I have a problem. I really do. I really do. Um, I try and make sure that I don't leave out of my house with more than I make a note of that I'm allowed to spend for that day because I have a problem. So today I'm here to learn. This is not even a joke. This is not a game. So this is not something that anybody should be ashamed of. I want you to know if you're not good with money, it's okay. You can ask somebody for help. You can, and we be having issues like uh, we can't trust nobody with money. We, you cannot trust your own self. Might as well get some help because this is what's really going on right now so i am here to listen and to learn because i'm gonna tell you any little enjoyment <laughs> never mind my future my future will still be there tomorrow i will spend every dollar now so it, Okay. <laughs> so I, that's what I, I honestly I'm here I to listen that. because the, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and act like see y'all got good money habits and stuff like that y'all were taught things y'all got family members who have properties and stuff like that no we were learn we learned things no no I feel you but we we had some family members that had properties and stuff mm -hmm. when I was growing up that my, because my father wasn't educated enough on it his sisters took the properties and sold it and kept the money oh. so it was a whole lot but we had brown we owned brownstones in New York city like you know how wealthy we're supposed to be yeah. right and this is attached to our family name and literally because he did not know what was going on mm. they pretty much were able to swindle him out of his inheritance wow. um so yeah knowing that this is something that in my life i've always thrived to be is uh financially literate yes so mm. I'm, I'm here to learn because financial literacy is what's on the table right I, now i love it Absolutely. And here's the thing, just so that we know, school, as it stands right now, is uh, teaching you how to be good workers. Mm. It's not mm -hmm. teaching you how to build your wealth, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> because for the wealthy to be wealthy, they need workers. Facts. And so I had to do a lot of my learning on my own. Uh, my parents both admittedly were terrible with finances. Mm -hmm. Um my mom did what she had to do for survival purposes and all that. And then as soon as like we got to a certain age of being independent, she's like, great. I got to do nothing else. I was like, but no, <laughs> but, but no, because what's happening here and why isn't this and all that, right? And so me growing up, I was very adamant about um, not wanting, right? Mm -hmm. And so my goal was always to, to build, <clears throat> build, um, build that and build generational wealth. <laughs> Beca and, and when you're building generational wealth, you have to understand that there's, um, and here I am, inventing stages of finances if you will but mm -hmm. there's the short term the medium term the long term right mm -hmm. and there's the things that you need for your day-to-day -to -day today and you're, and you're doing what you need to do for that and that might be your your nine to five job <clears throat> there's the things that you want in the medium term that you want to invest money in and then you need it to come back a little sooner those are those are the different investments that you can do and then there's the long-term things and mm -hmm. larger assets that you're going to invest in that you may not see the return in the next year two three four five but but that's going to be your retirement stuff. That's going to be some retirement plans. That's going to be generational wealth, brownstones and stuff. That's generational wealth that you're supposed to build. Absolutely. And my grandmother, as as per what my father told me, so my mom's mom, she had three properties, and she had three daughters. And so when each once each daughter went off to school, she sold a property to have to pay for their education. Mm. And my dad was like you would have given your your children much more of an inheritance and wealth had you kept those homes 
in the Montreal market, especially looking at what the Montreal market is today. Mm-hmm. But because we are taught that education is above everything mm-hmm. and we're not told, and it is education is very important, mm-hmm. but we're putting it on the wrong, we're putting the emphasis on the wrong place or the wrong educators yes. mm-hmm. we're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable <laughs> that's, <laughs> you have it. that's what it is that part very that <laughs> very that yes. and yes. so um so that's that was a lot of unlearning that i had to do yeah and then because i had a really i had a um a tough relationship with money because i didn't like growing up it was just like i didn't know we were we were lower middle class <clears throat> poor mm-hmm. you know when we were in it but I knew that I didn't want that, right? Mm-hmm. And so the other thing for me too is living within your means. We don't do that mm. enough. Like the cap is real in these streets. Yeah. Okay. The cap is real. I don't know why you in sports cars, Lambo, all these things. You living with your mama. Yeah. There's a name for that in Barbados that is called that poor grit. <laughs> you. They poor call grit? the they call the people poor grit. Yeah. You're poor, 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 but yes, the outside people don't think you're so grit. But you as poor, poor person they call it poor grit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You See, listen. Nice and you know, those power. people like that be outside and be fly, fly, fly. You go to their house, there's literally like milk crates for you to sit down mm-hmm. on. The beds are on the floor. There's no like, yeah. like what and, a, the and hell? a vehicle's a depreciating Asset. It's not an Wolches, asset. It's an Wolches. appreciating <laughs> expense. Oh, expense. Yes, <laughs> yeah. because now you're paying for it, and as you're paying for it, it's not increasing in value. No. It's just losing value <laughs> every day. And gas, man, gas yeah. so high, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so those are some elements that um, that I put forth in in my life when it comes down to finance, and I have budgets and and all these things. And um, now it's about having a financial advisor to let me know um, how to keep my money in my pocket. Mm. Because here's the thing. I'm I'm fine with paying taxes um, for healthcare benefits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of being Canadian and as someone who needs healthcare. I don't I don't understand the American system where you're going poor because you broke an arm. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm all here for there. However, when I'm paying my taxes on every one of my paycheck and the government is using my money to make money. Yeah. Something. Um, something to make it. And then I still owe you after the. But you made money with my money, and I yeah. still have to pay you more money. Yeah. I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need some financial advice. Mm-hmm. Make this make sense. Cut a check. Mm-hmm. No, Absolutely. but you know, and as you saw, and and just uh, on one of the things you're breaking down before you bring on our our guest, um, it reminded me of something from the Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, and that is something I again I think I spoke about it a bit last week. I want to encourage everybody as we're talking money, if you could get your hands on the Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think maybe uh, Alvin might even talk a little bit about this, but there was uh, a, the the author had broken down a, a budgeting system, right? And we, the example he gave was jars. And I'm sure I've shared this before. I want to share it one more time for you guys to note, please, guys. The concept is very simple. Regardless of how much money you make, whether it be ten dollars, whether it be a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, you create a system because proper money management is all about your habits. So in there, he says, break down your money into uh, what he broke into six jars, right? And I'll tell you guys what the jar are grab your paper and your pen so first jar is what you would call we would call it tithe right where we're sowing a seed it's because i don't really go to church i did we call it give money so anytime somebody's in a bind somebody needs something we don't lend money we just give it from our give jar which is our tithe and that's sowing it into the universe 10 percent goes into that 
10% goes into our long-term savings. So that's money that you never touch. It's like your golden goose. It's like your egg. And you just let that grow. You put it aside and forget you have it. But what that does, it's a psychological benefit that you get. Because no, even if you have no money in your pocket, but you know you have a money that you've been putting aside, it gives you a sense of peace. And, and you're like, okay, yo, whatever. Whatever's happening right now, I know I have that money that I never touch. Even if you're on your last, you forget you have it. Your, your bills are coming up. People are calling you, oh, whatever. You don't have that money. It doesn't exist. It's just your, your golden goose. You let that grow. Then you have a short-term savings. Short-term is when you want to save money to buy a thing. Like you're trying to buy a new TV. You want to buy a car. You want to go on a trip. Those are your short-term savings. So you put aside a 10% into your short-term savings and you let that grow. But it has a target. You're growing it for a particular reason. Then you could take your short-term and boom, you have it. Then you have your play money. Play money is important. All right, you put the same ten percent into your play money, and that is because you need balance. You can't be so disciplined and rigid all the time, because then before you know, it, you're gonna bust into your long term savings because you're like, I'm just tired of this. I need to live. Mm-hmm. So you put you put aside the money for that, but you respect that budget. So now, if you don't have no money in your play budget, you can't go play. That's the thing. You have to respect the money. So every money comes in, you put a little bit aside in your play budget. So you have you can be for your weed, your liquor, your party. I feel trip. triggered right now. Yeah, see, I'm just, I'm just telling <laughs> my that, heart. This is your play budget. This is how you budget your, your, your fun times. And then you have you have a 10% of you in, invest into yourself. So everything with for gym expenses, new books, new um, workshops, lessons, anything that's going to enhance your being. Mm-hmm. And then now you're – so that was those 10%, that was 50. And then the other 50 is what you use for your bills. Mm-hmm. Now, so that that's it. That's your bill money. So whatever comes in, that 50% is what you use to pay your expenses, pay your day-to-day, your bus pass, your groceries. Everything comes out of that 50%. Guys, and that should mean that your expenses in life – shouldn't be over 50% of your earnings. That's exactly what it is. And, then and that's it, when you need to know the one you need to pull back. Exactly. And that's how you discipline yourself. It's all mm. about budget. So guys, so with that, I'm going to pass the baton. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. we have a special guest today. Alvina Ryan's joining us. She's an entrepreneur with five years of financial advisory experience for major insurance companies in the greater Montreal area. And she now helps women as money as a money coach. Mm-hmm. Alvina, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you again. Yes, thank you for thank you for coming for our special Tough Talks Finance. And as you probably heard, we had a whole lot of Tough Talks to talk about that. Uh, and I have I do have a couple of questions that I want to jump right into. But first and foremost, let me give you a, a bit of the floor to talk a bit about yourself. Well, thank you. Well, Farrah stole my thunder because <laughs> I was going to talk about the jar system, but you know he does all that. about it. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. So my name is Alvina. Um, most people know me as a therapist or a best-selling author. And what you mentioned before is that for five years, I worked for Uh, insurance companies as a financial advisor. And when I was there, my whole purpose was to teach women about money. And really, because I find that a lot of people, when I talk to them, you know, when I would get them on the phone and discuss their insurance or their investments, they'd say, oh, my husband handles that. So, um, you know, let me get him. And I'd be like, no, you stay on the line and I will teach you as well as get the information I need from your husband. So it's not that I don't speak to men or teach men. It's just that in financial education, a lot of people, um, you know, they, they depend on someone else instead of educating themselves. And I find that in most cases it was women. So that's how I became a money coach. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, outside of those circles, like there's a difference between who I am and what I do. So I just talked about what I do, but who I am is really, I'm a leader. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a visionary. I'm a mom. So, you know, and I have a lot of interests. So there's a lot of things that I can do and there's a lot of areas that I can help. And I love to serve. So I'm a Christian and I serve my community in a lot of areas. And that's how with my interests, I help people. I think that's really interesting because I was just having this conversation and I've been seeing a lot more of that too. Um, uh, cause I work in recruitment and we talk about negotiation and it's, uh, we normally see a man can negotiate for a salary very easily. He has no problem saying what he thinks he should be earning and he shoots for the stars. He aims for the moon and women, we kind of sheepishly say, well, can I get this much? And we don't talk about it amongst each other either. So I'm, I find it very interesting that, um, it's one thing to be a financial coach, but your, 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 uh, target audience being women, because we need to, we need to help. And even we in the West Indian community, women tend to be the person who's responsible for the household. So we have to pay the bills and do all these things, but then you're winning. Well, not necessarily that you're winning on, on your husband for your money. Cause we are hard workers as well. But then if you don't have that financial health and education, then your, your home can crumble just as fast as well. Mm, well said. And remember a lot of things are taught, right? So I had excellent parents who are very good money managers. And even though I didn't even understand what they were teaching me, I had the foundation. And then when I was in my twenties, I met Harvecker. I have an autographed copy of his book <laughs> taught me. <laughs> so, so I went and learned that whole money system and I've never forgotten it. So Not everybody is not educated on money. Some people have a very good, solid foundation. Other people got a foundation and don't even understand how good it is. And other people need to be taught. And we're not taught in schools. We're not taught in the community. So this is where we lack sometimes some of that education and how to leverage money to create generational wealth, which is what you had talked about before. And can you talk to us a bit about some of the challenges that you're seeing or some commonalities that you've seen when, when coaching women um, that you can highlight uh, that maybe we can actually look within ourselves. And this is men and women, of course, but some of the common mistakes that we do when it comes down to finances. Well, even I, I told you at the beginning, I was a Christian. So a lot of people have a mindset problem when it comes to money. So they, they have limiting beliefs about money. Um, you hear things around you, money doesn't grow on trees, money is the root of all evil. So all of these things, they're ingrained in you. So when you get money, it's like, ah, you know, you don't, you, you don't know what to do with it. Like you're supposed to stay away from it. It's allergic. You're allergic, except we should come with the opposite, the positive part, which is you can do more for people. If you had money, we can serve more people. We can feed more people. We can do all of these things, but we never have it. So we don't know what it tastes like, or we don't know what it feels like to actually have money and be able to share the money. And so that's one of the things that I I think is um, our limiting beliefs and our mindset towards money is one of the things that has to be corrected. So it's changing our relationship with money. Exactly. So we, we spoke about the, the jars, right? Uh, and uh, the budgeting tricks from uh, Millionaire Minds. Um, I was told, or I once heard that when it comes down to your savings, that you should um, that you should have at least six months worth of savings. So if you were to lose your job tomorrow, uh, you had you had a six month cushion. Is that accurate? Um, what can you say about that? And, and what can you tell us about savings as as a whole? 
it's definitely accurate. We usually teach three months just to get people started because when you're so much in debt or if you're so far behind, it's hard to even envision what six months would be like. So when we're teaching people about money, we tell them, do you have three months of savings? If they say yes, we move up to six months of savings. Ultimately, six months is enough. And then if you have six months of savings, then you can take some of those savings and put it into another account where your emergency fund is secure. And now you save for the bigger things, things that you should buy probably like cash, like you can buy a car cash and all those things. So you can be saving for a project. And because you have your emergency fund, your project will be a realized, realized, uh, what is the word? (laughs) Well, you can realize that goal later um, because of the fact that you have your savings. So there's there's some really important questions that we ask people where they are in their money um, progress at the moment. And then if they have, if you've knocked off all of the things, like for example, tax-free savings accounts, you know, we could put over, $50,000 in one if you've never started right now. It might even be a little bit more. So if someone has no savings, tax-free savings is going to be a good thing for them to start with. But then there's all those other vehicles, RSPs and different things. And so people were, they're getting confused because they hear of all these things that they shouldn't do, but they don't know which one is first. So again, I have to let you know, I have to put a non-disclosures. I'm not giving advice right now, but As a coach, we do coach you on the reasons why you should be putting your money in these vehicles. So we give you the education behind what to do with money and the why. The why is usually what's left off. We just tell you, do RSPs, do this, do that. But then if you see the why, you see it on paper, then you understand, oh, if I do this, then I'm going to get that much further. And that's why this has to go before that. Mm. And you jumped right into my next question because it was like, how do you want to invest? Because I know that money sitting in your bank account is not money working for you. It's working for your bank. And so that's the question. I I like that when you say as a coach, you're, you're explaining what your options are and then that person can make the decision that makes more sense for them today. And then obviously they'll know that these other options are available. If that, if that, if their status changes. Right. Cause that's just, cause that's my thing too. I have, I have, I have a little tax for your savings account. I got some RSP there. You have, uh, the tax-free savings accounts that also you can break down into the um, mutual funds and stuff like that. Cause at the end of the day, that point zero, I don't know nothing percent that the bank's giving you for the checking account. That doesn't make any sense. And we want residual income. Right. You want to make money while you sleep. Exactly. And a lot of people, they focus more on paying off debt and not enough in savings. So you, you're always behind if you're only worried about paying off the debt. So you have to balance both. So again, by educating yourself and with the coach and getting that education proper, then you're going to understand, okay, as I'm doing this, I should also be doing that. How much do I have to leverage here? How much do I have to put in here before I go to the next step? So all of these things are going to be explained. Mm, there's a perspective I want to just toss out there um, when we're talking about debt. I would love your opinion on this. So now we have certain people who kind of ignore their uh, credit bureau during the time that they're trying to just get back on their feet because um, it, it creates an anxiety. Like the fact that their funds are already low, they're, they're, they can't be on top of all their bills. So they that basically they choose to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to just ignore the creditors and start to, to you know, like invest my money and, and put things aside. And what 
what would you say? Is that is that a good way of approaching it, or or not? Like, what can you give a, a perspective on that? Because I personally, I don't think it's a bad idea because a lot of the wealthy people I know, they don't even once you get to a certain point financially, they're not even cons- they don't they don't worry about credit because they're looking at you economically different. They're looking at your portfolio. They're looking at you know they don't really care about your credit. They want to know how much investments you have, how many different things you have. But to be able to get to that point, you have to make some sacrifices, and sometimes you might have to you know kind of go through it. But I would definitely like your opinion on that. Well, when you're a nobody, credit is king. So you, you need you need good credit, you know, if you want to buy a house, you want to buy a car. So just, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to pay off the full bill. It means that you have to pay your things on time, right? Mm-hmm. right? So if you have bad credit, the only way to do get good credit is to pay things in a timely fashion and to pay it on time. So the first thing we would do if you came to me is that we would you know, you lay out all your bills, you put out all the dates, and then we would take out all your minimums, know all your interest rates, and then we would pay everything automatically mm-hmm. and see what that comes to. So if everything, your minimums are $10 on this card, $10, we would start with that, make sure it's on an automatic so that everything gets paid. And then you're going to be slowly, incrementally building back up your credit because now you're not getting dings all over the place on your credit report because everything is getting paid. You only get dings when you don't pay, right? Mm-hmm. So, so definitely you have to do that. When you're rich and you have hard money lenders and you have friends and you have money, <laughs> well, then you don't need the system because you have it, right? So if you could come and pay cash, a house cash, you know, People like money. They take money. So totally different from everybody else, right? So definitely pay your stuff, pay it on time, build your credit. These are the, the basics for most people. Yeah, because, uh, and and I, I hear what you're saying, Pharaoh, too, but we want to make sure we don't tell people like, hey, ignore your credit and just start saving. Because you have to look at, you're, you're, you're going to have to see what you're saving and what you're making. Because if your interest rate on your credit is that much higher and you're not gaining on what you're saving to at least match or surpass it, you're creating more deficit. Okay. But where I'm playing devil's advocate are for the ones who are listening to us. are like, all oh, this sounds awesome, but I'm not making any real money. Like I'm financially strapped. So it's to say great to budget is great to this. But then when the real comes and it's like, okay, I have certain hard bills. I have to pay my rent. I have to pay gas. I have to pay insurance. I like, it's nice that we're talking budgeting and we're talking financial planning, but I'm just trying to think, okay, for those who are really on a struggle, like what is, uh, what's the alternative? Are they living within their means? Okay. So maybe that's the alternative to check and see how many, what are you really spending your money on? And that's what a coach comes in, right? The coach is going to look exactly. at your financial health. You hit it right you. on the nails. Cause a lot of the times we're spending on things that we really didn't need. Mm. And we have to, we have to, um, turn into minimalist in that sense. And if you think about our parents, they came from the West Indies and they, they bought houses and, you know, they have now and they had no, you know, probably didn't even have two cents to rub in their pockets when they first came here, you know? So we live a different lifestyle than our parents did. They scrounged around and they did it, but sometimes you have to get to that point where you live like very low Mm -hmm. and you do just what you have to do. And you have to also listen because if you got yourself into that hole, you probably can't dig yourself out alone. And it's not to say that you have to spend a lot of money on coaching or anything like that, but you really need to set up a system that will work so that you don't dig yourself back into that system. You really need to get out of the system and you need to learn what's going to help you get there out of there fastest. And so even one time, 
looking over everything and making sure that things are in order. If you just have to go one time, get that one time and get it done right and then follow it. That's important. I think you just hit something else that maybe we're not putting enough emphasis on. Um, teamwork. Because when you say you, you got to do it together, I got. I like to give a shout outs to, uh, let's just say these different cultural groups that um, read three, my mind. three or four families will live in one house, kind of suck salt, like we would say in the West Indies. Um, but then everybody's coming out and buying duplexes, right? Because mm-hmm. because they all brought in their income into one house. Yo, they were sleeping three, four in a room. People were sleeping on the floor, on the bed. And I think one of, one of our problems is we don't know how to humble ourselves. Like we have a lot of pride and a lot of ego. And we're like, yo, no, we're not going to, we like, we, we, we actually even push our children to move out of our house when they're 18 before telling them that we'll stay a little bit longer, save up your bread, build up so you can actually have a deposit. We're like our, our youth are kind of jumping out like, yo, we want our independence. No, now you yeah. just have a bill every month. You have rent to pay now, insurance to pay, all kind of different things. Instead of saying, you know, you know what, let's come back. And I think right now life is forcing us into a back into like a an old school mentality. It absolutely is because now and now people are saying that and 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 that's the connotation too because you're just like, oh, you 30 what still living with your parents? They're like, well, I can't afford to buy a house mm-hmm. and not even sometimes it's not even that I can't afford it's that even the market mm-hmm. I, I can't even get my bid in yeah yeah at this point I had a friend she she did she put 10 offers wow. 10 offers and she's like I'm gonna go rent <laughs> right because I can't purchase right. at this point it's happening it's not right it's not it's it's a different market this mm-hmm. is a different lifestyle and and like like I said it's just a lot of capping out there you want to you want to show that because I'm I, I I've heard that in those different cultures and then I really sat down and was just like can I be 10 families living in a house? And and that's what they do. They'll come mm-hmm. three to four to whatever, 10. Everyone's paying for that one house and yep. then they buy another house and then you split. Yep. And then everyone's paying for that other house and then you buy, and then tell everybody has their houses. So, so that's a, sacrifice. That's it. That's exactly it. So it's a sacrifice. And I think that's what I, w- I would like to leave as one of the seeds to our listeners. Because I know the real. Like I've been there where we had absolutely nothing. I've been there where I've had, where I've had bread and I'm, and I'm living comfortably, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to pretend like I don't know the reality where, so, and, but a part of it, what was able to help us get out was being able to come together with family, come together and say, you, you know what, we might, we might be sacrificing, you know, a little bit on the, on comfort, <laughs> just, yeah. just, but it's better to go through that in the short term because your next, the next phase, the next level, your children are going to come into a whole different um, lifestyle, a whole different environment. And we had a bit of that upbringing because well, we had what we call St. Dominic, mm-hmm. which was a place where it was like you just came from far in and you stayed there until you got up on your feet and you kept pushing. <laughs> and uh, and we had Joan, my, my dad's house used to be like that. Like when I was living there, we were 15 people living there. Yeah. I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I mean, and, and a part of a lot of those 15 were my own siblings. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, neither here nor there. Uh, but like we were a lot of people in that house. Mm-hmm. And that's just what that is. Hmm. Alvina, any um, any other gold nuggets that you can share with us that Farah hasn't spilled the beans on? I'm just saying, it was a good book. It was a really good book. I didn't know if you were bring it. Well, all I wanted to say is that you know, like, suppose you have a five year plan. Mm-hmm. Your five year plan actually starts today. So don't keep thinking five years from now. If I had money, I would do this. Dream it, see it, live it, vision it, but then start today because that's how you get into your five year plan. So that's how you manage your money. Fantastic. So, you know, there's a a quick nugget I want to touch on and I, and I feel we will be coming back again on finance. And when we do, we'll deep dive more on this topic, but I would love, I would love your opinion on it. 
and it's insurance. We we touched a little bit um, when we were kind of just uh, joking around at the beginning, yeah. But within our community, a lot of us don't have life insurance, and I find that it, the more I come to understand insurance, and the more unfortunately people are transcending all around us. And I'm realizing how many people did not have insurance. Like we almost took it for granted. We just assumed everybody has insurance. It's just a logical thing because it's like, yeah, you're paying a little bit, but it's guaranteed that you're going to die. So why not make make it a cash out? You die, like you know, for sure you're going to die. Make it a cash out for somebody, your your children coming up. But why is it that people within our community we're not doing that? Why don't we have insurance? And like, what's up with that? Well, most people get their insurance um, when they get married. So because then they start thinking about their legacy, their children and stuff like that. So, and Or even when they buy a house, right? So you need a certain amount of life insurance when you buy a house to cover um, your mortgage or those kind of things. But um, culturally, I know that the Africans, they don't believe in that. So that might be one of the things that has been Again, mindset, you know, it's been taught, it's been passed down, so they don't agree with it. But we can't really change that if it's cultural. But it's unfortunate. Insurance is a very good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you need it for many different things. And you can use it as a financial wealth building tool. And enough has not been said about that. And when I became an advisor, I learned all about insurance. I decided to purchase lots of insurance for my family. So even if I cannot give them a certain nest egg now, like I can't go here, take this whole lot of money. If something happens to me today, I know my children are secure. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that you can leverage. Even my aunt passed last year. And she was a wise woman and she had bought her plot, her burial plot and everything years before. And if you compare the value of what it costs to bury someone today and what she paid when she bought it years ago, she saved an enormous amount. And so she was a single lady. She didn't have, she was never married, never had any children, but she paid for everything. So so these are things that it, because we're not taught and we don't understand what the system, how it works, you know, we never think about our own death, like especially in our 40s and our 30s, why pay for a burial plot? But this is another way to save money because when a death happens, everybody's emotional. And then after you're like, they, they're going to come at you now for $26,000. And what are you going to do? You're going to say, well, I can't. So then that's why everybody cremates because it's like $10,000. Can't even afford right? to die. Right. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so you go for the cheaper option because you, you want to save money, but what if it was all planned for you? The person already prepared their funeral. The person already paid for everything. Then you wouldn't be thinking crazy, cheaper option. You'd be looking for the best things to give them the proper send off the way they wanted because it's not about the money. And that's how the rich are, right? The rich don't think about the dollars and the cents because they don't have to because they have it. That's what wealth means, right? Mm. So we have to elevate our mind and get to a different level so that we learn how to use the tools that are out there to our advantage. Mm. And the only way to do that is to educate ourselves and to learn. And if you're willing, people will teach you. If you're not willing, you won't grow. And that's basically how it goes. Our oh. grandmother did that. She mm-hmm. she planned all that. She she lived in Edmonton. She had her flight to pay to to fly her body back to Montreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she uh, decided to be cremated. We didn't even know that. And she had a plan for it to be spread out in roses. So she had that all laid out. We found out when she passed out, uh, passed away. Because then we were just like, what do you mean she's getting cremated? That's what she wanted. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, you can't do anything about that. <laughs> so how are we getting her higher? No, the flight's already paid for. Everything's already done. She had that all prepared. Ah, I see nothing. So that's it. And right. no one's in debt. No one's and in debt. And no one's in debt for it. So mm-hmm. that's great. 
So it's all about it's about planning and thinking ahead. And I know there was something that um, was said to back in the day, the the insurance companies wouldn't let the black community buy insurance that would pay for more than just a funeral. So back in the day, we, we were only able to. Um, yeah, we get the money from insurance, pays for the funeral, that's it. So we couldn't do wealth building where there's other cultures that are able to get insurance that would actually leave a financial legacy, plant a seed in their families. And now the times have changed, people. So now there's a time, like Alvino is saying, it's basically there's education out there, there's information out there, and we should be you know, putting our best foot forward, especially in these times where we're transcending um, without you know, any, any heads up, so to speak, no one really plans to die, but it's just that we're in a, we're in a very um, crucial time. We're in a, we're in a, a pivotal time. And I think as a community, we should be mindful of that. And if it's not just, if it's not for ourselves, think about your loved ones, because when you transcend, even if you didn't take, you didn't think it was important. Somebody wants, somebody's going to have to hold that bag. Somebody's going mm-hmm. to have to deal with your body. So, you know, we understand where you're coming from, but be mindful um, uh, of your, of the legacy and the people that you're leaving behind. So before we ask Alvina, to, to drop where we can find her and all her um her information. Kaya, do you have any questions? Any are there any other questions you want to ask Alvina today? I don't I don't have any questions. I am very well informed at this point and I can't wait to hear more. Like Farrell said, we're gonna do another show on finances because I need to know as much as I, I possibly can. Um but I'm always looking for like a financial advisor and stuff like that. So I will tap in at some point in time and see, you know, if I can pick your brain a little bit and, and maybe take one of your one of your service and pay for one of your services because I this is something that the people need to know. We need to be educated financially. So I appreciate what you're doing. Fantastic. Alvina, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, how they can reach you, what you've got going on in terms of services. Because uh, you did mention also massage therapy. I, I mean, this is not a massage therapy uh, episode, but, you know, get in where you fit in. Let us know where, you, where we can find you or what we can find you for. Well, the easiest way to find me is on my website, alvinaryan.com. So you, you can contact me through my page. So just, you know, write a little note, say what you need. Because as I said before, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I do many things. So if it's massage or if you want a book or if you want coaching or consulting or training, just let me know what you are, what you want, and then I'll help you. Um, but I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Everything that you know about social media, I'm there with my name, Alvina Ryan, because I branded me. Mm-hmm. I'm the person. So, um, yeah, and uh, it'll be my pleasure to to reach out with you. My website for my books is authoralvinaryan.com. So if you're interested in my books, I have three books on Christian, Christian-based books, one on prayer, one on joy, one on testimonies. Um, that's on my author website, authoralvinaryan.com. Beautiful. I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to just do an additional little plug because I feel like I just recently saw an ad for something you have coming up. On the 25th of February at noon. Did you want to plug that? Yes. it's. A, <laughs> I'm, thank you, Farrah. I'm having a workshop on prayer. So um, if you're interested, if you're available, it's at noon on the 25th. It's about how to make prayer a habit. So um, a lot of people are suffering. A lot of people are sick. They don't understand how come some people seem to have it all together and other people are still suffering while some people use prayer as a way to, to, to be blessed. So this is what I'm going to explain. That's one of my mediums. Um, so, and um, on the other end, one of the other things I'm, you know, very, very, 
um, I'm an advocate in is water fasting. So this is another thing that you can find me on. I love to talk to people who like to water fast and we are starting another water fast in March. So if you want to get back to me, then I will let you know all about that as well. Exciting! Alvina, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a great, great pleasure speaking with you. And again, when we when we um, broach this topic again, uh, hopefully you are available to come and have this chat as well. Perfect. Thank you very much, guys, for having me. Thank you, Queens. Thank you, King. Be blessed. Kings and Queens, this was the Empower Hour with Pharaoh Freeman, Queen Kaya, and Gina the Great. We are on live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. and broadcasting Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on CKUT 90.3 FM. Hopefully you got your dose of entertainment, enlightenment, and empowerment. Subscribe and watch us on EmpowerMTL.com and email us at EmpowerMTL at gmail.com to anonymously be featured on our What's the T-Mail segment. Stay blessed, black, and highly favored.